This is the proper animal. This is the All I Eat is Steak podcast. It's Monday. Go time. So we got a great little note on our Instagram from our uh, secret, silent majority. You know, there's a term called the silent majority. And uh, I think Ronald Reagan used to talk about it. Now, I know I'm pretty, seem pretty right wing these days, but I was not. Like I was never grew up like that. I was very Democrat my whole life. And so that's a recent thing, just based on the reality on the ground. So, you know, we all love Ronald Reagan, but I wasn't like a huge fan of him. I had no idea, really. I was too young. But Ronald Reagan used to talk about this thing called the, the moral silent majority. And it's very important to know about this country. And it's especially important now in this era of very loud social media. And it's the idea that most people are quiet, conservative, they believe in God, they believe in this country, they're patriotic, and they value hard work. But they don't say it, they don't talk about it, they don't present their opinions. Not a lot of podcasters, right, from that angle. Although I think Joe Rogan is very much of that angle. And so the average man or the average woman, there's really no such thing as that, but just the, just an American, good, hardworking American person doesn't necessarily have a platform. And the proper animal hopes to be that platform. So we get a great little note saying that our podcasts are, are helping our, our unknown listener. And we have a few of these at this point, but this is Ray. We've talked about her or him before. And uh, she, I believe it's a she though. And, and she just said that we, she listens to us as she falls asleep at night, calms her down from all the insanity that we're just, we can't help but being exposed to in the media. And the mainstream media is evil and it's lying to you. So there is malice in there as well because they know that they're lying to you and they know they're scaring you. And that's the point. The good news is, is that it's ending like we are seeing. And like, if you only follow the the media hype, they are squeezing out every last, every last bit of this uh, coronavirus hoax. And it really is a hoax. And at the, at the end of the day, you're going to see the numbers start to come out. And you're going to see the horrible economic numbers that come out and the horrible life and death numbers that come out as a result of our response to this, this, this shutdown and this economic lockdown and this martial law and this unconstitutional acts by the governments. And you'll know. Um, what we know, and that's that this thing is brutal if you are two things. If you are above the age of 70 and you have poor metabolic health, and that can show up in many different ways, but we call them pre-existing conditions. Uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit, but we really want to just be real clear and we really want to address Ray and we want to address just like our, our silent majority listeners out there. And just remind you how evil these media corporations are. And then the social media platforms, they are able to amplify 
certain voices and censor others without you even realizing it's happening. It happened to me on Twitter. I had 10,000 followers at, at, at my heyday at Twitter. Uh, under my business name, I talked about stocks, this, that, and the other. It was amazing. And then as soon as I was vocal in my support of Donald Trump, I started to get shadow banned. It was just so obvious. And uh, to this day, I'm still like, you know, most, I know that most of my followers don't see my stuff on that platform. Totally fine. I use that platform to be contrarian. I, I see when all the blue checks start being of one opinion, I know I can go opposite that and be right 99% of the time. So here's what I mean by the, the, the numbers are starting to bear out and, and, and bear the type of fruit that we've been expecting since this thing began. Okay, We called this whole thing fake from the beginning. We've never wavered on that. We're not discounting death. We have... Our, one of our best friends, his father, passed away recently. He had, you know, it's like it's like in, in the Italian cases, he was 80 plus years old. Um, he had all kinds of pre-existing conditions, and he had symptoms of the coronavirus. So it's tragic, and we were able to connect with him uh, last week, and it's awful and tragic. But one thing that he knew and y'all knew is that like he was ready he was ready to meet his maker and he had probably because we do a really good job of this in the west we keep people alive with these pre-existing conditions longer than they they would ever have gone say 50 years ago and so he had a great beautiful long and lived a beautiful life and he's gone now, and that's tragic, and, and, and we know it's tragic, and we also know that we all die. And a lot of these deaths, as tragic as some of them might be, not all of them are tragic. And this was such a life, a life so well lived, and with such fruit, with great kids and great families, that it's like, you know, and it's only really in the West where we say all death is tragic. You know, in the East, it's just like part of the circle. We go back to from which we came. A lot of times it's, uh, it's actually better for the, for the person, right? They get to be at peace. They get to be with God. So the point is, is that the numbers are, have, that were already suspect to begin with, with respect to how things are categorized, with the, respect to the actual overall number, which was so tiny compared to the hype. I guess I'm pointing all these things out because I just don't. We're not minimizing any loss. We're not minimizing the incredible heroism of the frontline doctors and nurses because the systems were all overloaded because of the fear around this thing. We're just pointing out some some facts, some numbers. So with all that preamble, what we're going we're gonna to tell you is some, we're going to give you some really good news. The second derivative across the board, the rate of growth of this thing has collapsed, meaning it's stopped. It's nearly over. In China, they are 100% back to work. Okay? Like it, like it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a big blip, but they are 100% back to work. And if you believe the Chinese manufacturing numbers, it hit a high for the past trailing 12 months. In other words, it was at a, about around 50. 
and then it like dropped to like 25, like the lowest of all time. And, and I just saw that it was at 52. So buy stocks. The, um, and, and then the second derivative is just a rate of change. So like if, if, and we're just going to use these numbers, you guys can handle it. If you're listening to this podcast, you can handle it. So if, if, Let's say in imaginary country X, 100 people die today from whatever, from this, right? And then tomorrow, 200 people die. Holy cow, that's bad, right? And then 400 people die the next day. This has actually never happened anywhere. But, um, but let's say those are the numbers. So now it's doubling every day. Now you're basically, you're on the path here to total wipeout. But then what happens? Then that 400 number, it goes to 500. Now, the media would take that and say it's still going up, but that's quite a bit of a change, right, in the, in the second derivative, meaning the growth. Meaning from 400 to 500 is about a 20, 25% move, uh, which is a lot less than doubling. And then that 500 number, the next day, becomes 500 again. Still terrible, awful, awful, terrible, but it's at that same number. And then it starts to creep down. And once you see that number start to creep down, actually, once you see the second derivative change, the rate of change begin to slow, then the actual number will start to come down. And that's what we've seen across the board, even in New York City yesterday. So this thing is near over. We've been saying it for a long time. It feels like we've been saying that forever, but we've only been saying it for a couple of weeks, that this is near over, this is near over. And it was just based on what we saw on the ground in China and what we're seeing right now and just growth curves in general and just the logic that this thing, and this is the story is becoming actually quite, it was in the USA Today today. So now it's like, it's an, it's an all, it's an, that's a US mainstream publication is saying that, yeah, probably this thing's been around for a while. So, uh, you know, some of us probably have already had it. Thankfully, right? Because when you get it, like the Destroyer and I believe we had it in February. Like a, a, a few of my good friends believe they had it at the end of the year. Another one of my good friends, she just thought she had shit. We all had like weird, these weird kind of symptoms. We're going to get into that in a second with respect to the carnivore way of eating. But like it's just logical that this thing would be here. And then if that's the case, then there's all these asymptomatic cases. And then there's a bunch of us who have developed antibodies to it. And, and we're the people, like, like, the, like the spring breakers that developed antibodies to it, that should be out, like we should be spreading these antibodies in the same way that we're supposedly not spreading this coronavirus. We have in our body, most of us probably at this point in the game, if we've had it at one point, we have all the antibodies to fight it. And so that's called herd immunity. And that's been trashed and trashed and trashed, but it's actually a real thing. So the narrative is shifting and, and like we've pulled back, we've pulled back on our relentless Facebook posts because we've seen that our ideas and predictions are becoming mainstream. And as long as we're not seeing like a, uh, an imbalance anywhere, we don't need to debate the last, you know, the, the loons. Like we'll, we'll debate the loons all day if we feel that the silent majority is not being heard and not being spoken to and not being represented. We'll fight all day. We'll fight that battle all day. We don't need to do it anymore. 
it's now that now that the the silent majority is actually speaking up and saying, "Hey, um, you know, everything that we're seeing now is pointing to a couple of things. We hate the media. The media has never had this low of an. The media was coming at a very low base of approval, like thirty, thirty percent, forty. It's in the twenties and the teens now, for uh, for their coverage of this. It's as low as it's ever been, and. Of course, Donald Trump's is as high as it's ever been. So whatever they're doing, it's just not working. If it came down to the, the, the Jocko Willink thing, it's like extreme ownership. So if I got my ass kicked in an election that was completely almost fixed in my favor, the first thing I would ask myself is, what did I do wrong? But that's not what happened. And so that extreme disownership is just a recipe for continued losing. We here at the Proper Animal Podcast and our listeners know that we have to be accountable to everything. And that's why we do this way of eating. And one thing that we're also starting to see anecdotally, and it's all anecdotes at this point. There's no real data. All the data is fake. We can't possibly have any real data now. The testing, the methodology, the categorization, it's all garbage. So garbage in, garbage out. The anecdotes that we just started here this morning and which, which were awesome, which is something we intuitively got, was that if you're a carnivore or you're ketogenic, what, you have, you have very low resting glucose if, or fasting glucose, or your glucose levels are always low or should always be low. Uh, an insane amount of these pre-existing conditions, the people that really struggled with these with this, whether they're young or old, uh, high, fa- high fasting glucose, a lot of sugar in their body. So what we kind of got intuitively was that if you're a carnivore, or even if you're keto, it's tough to get sick, or it's tough to stay sick. It has nothing to eat. This virus has nothing to, to, to live in. And so that's why you had guys like the Destroyer and myself that in February, I think the Destroyer got a, a little bit more actually sick than I did. He was pretty banged up. Uh, I was just a little, I felt like I was a little mentally off. But I mean, he, he was just starting being a strict carnivore and I had been a strict carnivore for a year plus at that point. 18 months almost. And so it like barely touched me. And so we got anecdotally what I saw was, a, was, was, a, was this little cluster of, uh, of friends who uh, I think there was four of them. This is an anecdote, just a story, it's Facebook. I just got to know why he would lie. But he's saying, yeah, he's like, um, me and my buddies uh, feel like we all were, have some of the symptoms, but there are three of us that are carnivores, strict carnivores, and we're we're, we're basically asymptomatic is what he said. He said, but we have this other buddy. They're all younger. They're all like, I think in their thirties, they're all, he's like, but my other buddy, he's not carnivore. And he's actually, he's really feeling it. Like he's not in the hospital or anything, but he's definitely banged up where the other guys that are strict, it's just kind of like, yeah, I got some symptoms and it's, it's mostly good. So here's the thing. We've also seen people that are not strict carnivores that are asymptomatic. Uh, the people that are asymptomatic tend to be in pretty good shape. So, I, you know, like 
fasting glucose or your glucose levels. Look, there's, there's people that don't have to be strict carnivores that we've seen. I think if they're, if they're, especially if they're younger, that are, that are going to have low glucose levels no matter what, even if they're using glucose as their fuel. But what the data point that's going to be super interesting going forward and what we're going to be focusing on here is because no one else is talking about it is, you know, what, what's really like how, what percentages of uh, pre-diabetics and diabetics are having a very difficult time with this, with this no matter what their age. And what anecdotally we've seen by a few doctors is that, wow, it seems to be even more than anecdotally at this point that uh, if your glucose levels are high, you're going to be in trouble just for a lot of different reasons, but you're going to be very susceptible to this, um, to this illness. So it's super, super nasty if you haven't been taking care of yourself. But the really great news is this. And this is just intuitive. It's that if you're not a carnivore and you're kind of like just eating whatever the F you want, you know you, you, you ought to be more strict with your carbs... It's that you're not effed. Like if you haven't, even, even if you have diabetes, you're not effed. If you start to change your behavior now. Because, and I'm just going to use the destroyer here as an example. Like he was just started to get strict in February. I mean, he was dallying with it, you know, pretty strict. So keto, let's say, for a couple of months. And then he's like, no, I'm going for it. And thank God that he did. Thank God that he did because it probably, it prevented a hospitalization for him. He never had to go to the hospital. He just manned up and, and took care of it. And he was, he was okay. It was tough for him, but it was a week. He was banged up, but, but he was able to weather it. Thank God someone was looking out for him that he went strict that month. It's a plan for you. So, totally anecdotally, but from somebody I know and love, is that you don't have to be like already have been doing this for 18 months to get better very quickly. You can improve your fasting glucose or your overall glucose levels immediately simply by cutting out sugar. I mean, how obvious? Could it be any more logical than that? And that's going to be the big marker coming out of that. That's going to be the big marker of health. So I'm looking at companies that are, um, you know, just maybe able to measure that very quickly. I don't know if it's a pee strip. I don't know. I have no, th- I have no idea about any of that. But something that can test your glucose and just see, because I think that's a very easy marker for most people to get. And they can just test. And alternatively, you can just stop eating carbs. Right? So... If you're a carnivore, if you have, even if you have pre-existing health conditions, if you're, if you're a carnivore and you've gotten your glucose out of your body, so how long does that take? Three days? A week? I mean, I guess you could have some residual can stay in there for a long time. But once you start going into ketosis, your glucose levels are going to be near non-existent or low. And... 
if you're in ketosis, it's going to be really hard for you to stay sick. It doesn't mean you can't catch this, but you're going to be able to move through it and move through it mostly asymptomatically. And not just this, but the next one and whatever else comes down the pike. What this is a wake-up call for is how awful sugar is. And that's what the Destroyer and I pinged, talked about very briefly early Saturday morning was that sugar is evil. Now everybody's going to know about it. They don't know about it yet. They haven't made that connection yet. But this will start to come out. And our leaders, Sean Baker, Paul Saladino, they will take that baton and run with it. No question. Uh, There's a lot of guys on Twitter, too, that are getting it. And finally, what I want to say is around the whole narrative of this whole thing kind of blowing up in the media's face beautifully uh, and that this is actually getting better and there is real reason for optimism is like all afternoon on Twitter, you know, I try to be off social media and I did a pretty good job today. Didn't get up, didn't even turn on my phone until 10 in the morning. And then I was completely, my phone was down in the way from one o'clock till four o'clock. So that was a good day. That's a good day. But this afternoon I'm looking and like, it's like there's this trending thing of uh, people filming totally empty hospitals. Okay, it's not discounting. I have, my, I have, I have probably more friends in New York City proper than, than anywhere else besides LA. And it's a fucking shit show there because of just the panic and just the there's there's it's impossible to social distance there's a psychological component to it there's this mass hysteria and fear the media the fake news is sitting right there really difficult to uh to not be affected by that and uh so you know that affects the population population gets crazy they affect each other everyone's on top of each other they know that there's just no possible practical way to social distance in New York City so there's just no feeling of safety and bad things begin to happen because of the psychological breakdown uh and then and then yes yes are there cases there yes but but in the th- New York New York is the most populous city in the west i don't even know what the number's like 10 plus 11 million. I have no idea. Uh, and there's even some, some guy, I saw a guy like walking around New York City videoing hospitals. And, you know, as far as I can tell, it's like two or three hospitals, like one's in, one in Queens. Uh, and then maybe like one, I'm not sure where else. And then like, that's it. Like all these hospitals are empty. Hopefully those boats that came in for the overflow on the west coast and uh, on the east coast hopefully those will be empty but the narrative is shifting and like we just feel very comfortable like we don't have to fight anymore we spent the last month fighting right for the truth to tell the truth we're, we're, we have a we have this record of it now we have this this very distinct record not deleting anything uh, having the courage of our convictions just to, to speak the truth not, not our truth, the truth. And uh, now the, uh, it seems like, you know, as a, a good contrarian is not too early. You know, he's just, just a little early, just a little early. And now we don't have to do anything because the, the people have taken that ball and run with it. Now, are, are there stragglers still of just hysteria and fake news believing loons? Always. But it, they, they, they're becoming largely irrelevant. I'm just looking at my feeds now. And it's more about 
how do we get people back to work? What are the second and third order effects of shutting down an entire state? What about the restaurant workers? How does someone in California, in any of the cities, any of the cities, how does that 1200 bucks even make a difference in their life? You know, real questions. So the, the tide is turning. There is a, there's the numbers. The fa- you cannot, as James Altucher said, even though you can, it's, it's, it's way more difficult to mess around with the actual deaths, with those numbers. How do you, if you, if you, I mean, but as we've seen in Italy, if you categorize them, I just saw something like, I just saw this, uh, this Italian uh, government official, I believe, who said only 12% of the uh, COVID-19 deaths that were categorized as COVID-19 tests were really COVID-19 deaths. Like looking at the data now, it's like you could really only attribute 12% of those numbers to this virus. Doesn't mean that, they, that the rest of the people didn't have that in their body, but that wasn't it. You know, the joke was, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I have uh, heart disease, cancer, I got shot in the face, and I had COVID-19. Cause of death, COVID-19. So it's like 12%, so just take all those numbers from Italy and discount them uh, by 12 the death, the, the mortality numbers. And then, you, then now you're looking at like, is this thing even real? And by the time we get, it's all said and done. Remember, remember the, 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 the rationale for the lockdowns was this imperial study. This, it's a great name for it. Imperial, like the, like, the, like the empire, the evil empire study said that 2.2 million Americans would die. 2.2 million. And then that guy pulled back on that, of course. He said, oh, well, it's because of all the social distancing that we're going to pull back on that estimate by like a factor of 100. And he, and, and, but the, 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 he's got to explain these anomalies, these countries like Sweden, Singapore, South Korea, Mexico, India, the state of Florida. It's like the list is forever that didn't do any lockdowns that had the same exact growth and death curve of this virus. It's a power grab by politicians, and it's scary. That's the scary part. The only time we were scared is when we locked down this state. But we have a gun, and we're ready. We've been training for this our whole life. But even when we look at that now, we're like, you know what? They just are clueless. And so the market will take care of them. This is The Proper Animal. This is the All I Eat a Steak podcast. Keep eating steak. Keep being optimistic. Tell the truth. You have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow. Out.